Welcome to Our Sleeve Live podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, two lifelong friends who took control of their lives by having gastric sleeve surgery five years apart. This podcast is really for you, our listeners, whether you're pre-op, post-op, maintaining, being a support person, or maybe none of these. But this is your podcast. Now it's time for the show. Welcome back. Uh, this is going to be our last episode for this season. Whoop, whoop. Oh, so season crazy. one done. We made it. Yes. Oh, long ride. Yes. Crazy ride. So we're just going to recap the whole series, and um, we got some questions that we're going to answer. Yeah, so we got some them in. really good questions. Yeah, I'm super impressed with these people. Yes. So, great questions. Yeah. So what was um, from the season? Okay. What was one of your favorite episodes? Um, I think it was actually, I think it was actually body dysmorphia. Okay. Because of all the research that we did, it really gave us a lot of insight into why we think the things that we do. And oh, then also, yeah, like it gave us a lot. This has been therapy. Like yes. this has been so therapeutic for me. And I know it's been for you too. Mm-hmm. So I think as we're researching these items, and like really trying to figure out what we're wanting to give to you guys, it really opened up my brain oh, to, yeah. I, I know I have body dysmorphia, but I didn't realize how much it affected my life. Oh, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that research really helped me realize how much I do have body dysmorphia. Exactly. I'm like, oh, shit, I got stuff I got to work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think so. this has, like, helped us kind of come to grips with that. Like, yeah. you're coming to grips with the fact that you do have body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we we talk about all these things like mind over body and non-scale victories. And these things are so important. Yes. So important. Yeah. And so I think it's really great that we're getting that out there so that everybody can kind of understand that it is these are huge things yeah i really enjoyed the non-scale victory episode was that your favorite it was one of them i would say because we got to finally like list actually all the things that were kind of cool that changed for me that i didn't realize that Mm -hmm. was like a thing yeah i was like oh yeah that is pretty cool like i got to do that so yeah that was that was nice you kind of come to like oh i really have come really far Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and there's some non-scale victories like i didn't even mention in the episode but i noticed later oh totally so i'm like you know going through my everyday thing and i'm like oh wait a minute that's a non-scale victory too well that's kind of what i'm doing with the running thing i'm kind of trying to i'm trying to make a non-scale victory happen Ah. it's kind of like so it's not scale oriented so Mm -hmm. i don't have to worry about that i just want something that i can achieve yeah physical I think that's a great thing. So, like, so what I'm trying to do, listeners, is I'm trying to run one mile without stopping. Which is huge. Well, we shall see. (laughs) Because no matter what, like, since I was a kid, I've always made 15-minute miles. Mm -hmm. I've never gotten any better or any worse. Yeah. And I'm still current. Like, I started this at 17 minutes. I'm down to 14.5. Awesome. Amazing progress in three weeks. Yeah. Good job. We'll see. So, now I... I'm, I'm almost there. We'll get there. But that's that's the thing. Like non-scale victories, yeah. you need. Well, those. and you're challenging yourself. Yeah, you're realizing that you, this is not your stopping point. Like you don't want to stop at where you're at right now. Right. So you're going to continue to challenge yourself as you move along, just by saying, you know what, I want to run a mile. Yeah. And I want to be able to do it non like with not stopping. Yeah, without like huffing and puffing, where mm-hmm. I can like do this. This isn't a problem. Yeah. 
And like, I feel like that's a totally achievable goal. Yeah, I've never been able to run. Not at all. Like, you got you, this. Are you a runner? You're not a runner either. Mm, no, no, I like running on the treadmill. Mm. Mm. I, nice. I'm one of the weird few that I would prefer to just go to the gym <laughs> and run and maybe not even run, just walk. Yeah. Because it gives me that zone out time. Oh, gotcha. And I really need to get back into it because I I actually do love going to the gym. It's weird. And no, it's not weird. Well, kind of, because most people are like, I hate the gym. <laughs> I'm like, no, I actually really like going. Like, it gives me that motivation to start my day in the right way. Yeah. And I just like to be able to, there's so much going on in my head 24-7. Oh, that's what we should have told. So we had, we interviewed one of our friends mm-hmm. um, just recently for the podcast, yeah. Zach. Um, and we should have told him about that. We should have been like, hey. Maybe you just need to get, like, a physical hobby or something. Mm. Like, get your... Well, we can still message him. So, we will definitely do that. Yeah. So. And I think we're going to be having him back. I think we will. In, either in season two or season three. Yeah. Depending on schedules. But we'll get him back on. Because yeah. that was a lot of fun. And he, there's a lot more there that we would, didn't even get to tap into. Yeah. So. It was a it was an interesting episode, for yeah. sure. So far this season, we've covered a lot. And yeah. I think we did it in the order that we wanted to because... We wanted you to kind of go on our journey with us yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I wanted the listeners to see like how it was in the right in the beginning for mm-hmm. me and who I am. Definitely. Very important for me to show you who I am. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that was, I, I loved the fact that we did it the way we did it. Mm-hmm. And then I think for support people, the best episode for you guys to listen to is the household versus one person. I think it'd be household, uh, stigma. And, and stigma, yeah. And then they need to do listen to our whys. Yes. It's mainly for them to see like how, like what we're mentally thinking. Because mm. yeah. they need to know that part. No, I think that's what's important for a support yeah. person is to like, sometimes I just don't want to talk about it. And yeah. that we talk about that a lot through the season. Yes. Yeah, um, we do. And sometimes I just want someone to understand when I'm going through that and we haven't explained everything. Yeah. And if they can listen to this and help someone, that'd be great. Because yeah. I know that's a frustrating one for me. Yeah. And then, like you said, stigma of weight loss. Yeah. Um, that one's a, an important one. Yeah. I would definitely recommend everybody to listen to that one. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's not just for weight loss patient, weight loss surgery patients. It's not just for support people. It's no. not, you know, it's for everybody. Because... Why are we judging people? Yeah. And that's what it boils down to. So I think that's, yeah, I think it's really important. So we have a couple questions. Yeah. You want to pull up some questions? Yeah. So our first one was, what are some of the challenges for your husbands before, during, and ongoing? And how did it change your relationships with other people so far? Husbands, friends, and other family. There's a lot there. There is a lot there. Let's break it down first. Yes. So the first question, part of the question. So I think the biggest, I mean, my husband was so supportive. Like from the moment I told him that I was going to have weight loss surgery. And it was kind of a, you know, decision we made together. But ultimately, I'm the one doing it. Yeah. And um, he, ever since I told him that, he was so supportive he was on it 100 and he drove me to like all my appointments he made sure that i knew what i was getting into he asked questions when he had questions like so there was really it was smooth i think it was it was really smooth um i think the biggest challenge during or ongoing 
ongoing right now is just trying to figure out mentally I go through so much. Mm -hmm. It's hard to articulate that to him, even though he has been through this whole process with With you. Yeah, it's different though. You're the person that's it's happening to. Exactly. Um, And I think another thing is the body dysmorphia. Okay. I don't view myself as attractive right now. Okay. So I don't feel attractive. Mm -hmm. So I think that plays a part in our relationship. And I'm slowly working on it. Um, I think that's a big part. It is. Because when you don't feel attractive, you just kind of, I don't know, internalize everything. Okay, yeah. Because you you know. Kind of shut down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that would be the most difficult part. Okay. Or challenge I would have after. After? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the funner ones I was going to tell, I, I realized what? for you. What? It would probably be the clothes. Because oh. probably. Yeah. Oh, that is a challenge that on itself. Challenge. Yes. Because my husband, he he has always wanted me to go to thrift stores to yeah. buy new clothes as I was losing. And I was like, no, no. And I think the reason was is because I hadn't been able to shop in so long. Oh, right. That I wanted to go into those stores. Yeah, that makes sense. But I finally broke down <laughs> and went into a thrift store. And it's the greatest thing ever. He's kind of, now he's. That's a challenge right yeah. now. Yeah. It was a challenge because when you're a partner to somebody that has weight loss surgery, you will spend money on clothes. Oh, totally. It's just going to happen. 100%. Kind of justifying that cost sometimes Mm -hmm. is hard for them to grasp, even though for us, it feels really good and we're super proud and and they're proud. Oh, yeah. But they're like, "Um, you just spent $1,000 on clothes this month. Like, let's calm down. And that's an over-exaggeration by my my part. (laughs) But but I mean, even if you go and buy four pairs of jeans, on average, it's $60. So, I mean, you're looking at $240 easily just on jeans. And when you are losing your weight, there's so no quick, reason for doing that. You're yeah. buying new pairs of jeans every month. Yeah. Well, especially in your case, like yeah. you, because you dropped so much so quickly. Exactly. So, yeah. like, because for me, like, it was, uh, it wasn't for a while. I didn't go shop. I, I waited until yeah. like the last minute. Though. Yeah. I was like, no, it still works. It yeah. still works. You're, and then you look in a picture and you're like, oh, nope, like, that does not work yeah, anymore. Too big, too big. Yeah. <laughs> bail out, bail out. Yeah. So, I mean, I waited forever. To yeah. finally do it. But then when I did it, like, it was still, like, a, I would get a new set, and mm-hmm. it would take, like, fucking six more months for the mm-hmm. next drop. Okay. Because, like, you're going between two to four, depending on the brand. So, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Size 16 jeans, I was in for literally a week. Jesus Christ. Like, they fit. And then the next week, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. And at and that point, you can take those back, right? I wish, man. No, I gave them to people that needed them. That's true. You did. So you donated a lot of your clothes. I did because I feel like there's some people that can't afford to do the shopping that oh, I did. for real. And so if you're actively working towards a goal and you need some clothes, hit me up. Like, I'll, I'll give you the extra clothes I have. So Very nice. Yeah. You. For the challenges for my husband? Yeah. Before, during, or ongoing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty awesome. I don't think that it's nothing. <laughs> it is nothing. All right. No, no. I think the biggest challenge has just been the food. Because, mm. like, I talk about all the time and that we need to have, like, this in the house and that yeah. in the house. I think that's probably the biggest thing is, like, the vitamins. Like, mm-hmm. I put out his vitamins every morning. Yep. I'm very just, like, take these, do this yeah. sometimes. And I think that can be, that's probably a challenge for him to be, like, adjustment mm-hmm. for. Because now I'm, like, on it with everything. I'm, like, you guys... 
Well, with, and, with him around. Well, and your husband eats a lot different than you do. He does, yeah. How does that affect your? Mm. I mean, does that is that a challenge, or you just no, kind of gloss over it? What he eats is shit I would never eat. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. If he brought in the house like cheesecake, you know, mm-hmm. or my Rocky Road. No shit that I like. Yeah. Then it'd be a problem. But he eats like Tony's pizzas and oh, that's gross. You know, like yeah. um, these old fashioned donuts, which I do like, but not enough to eat them. Yeah. You know, it's like not that craving. You're like, I could eat it, but I'm choosing not it's to. Just, yeah, it's Got super. It. It's an easy choice. So okay, that's kind of that. Did you have any challenges before that you can think of? No, not really. I mean, you went through the process so quick that it, it was, was hard. So fast, mm-hmm. and Eric's very supportive. He's just like, yeah, whatever you want to do. All right, yeah. cool. Like yeah, that's kind of how Cody was. And Eric's always he's like, "You're gonna do what you want to do anyway, so just just let's do it. Let's let's, let's move on." Yeah, because <laughs> he doesn't care what I do. He's like, "You make pretty good decisions, so just yeah, do it." Well, yeah, and I, I feel like I have. You married him, so that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the second part of it was how did our how did it change your relationships with other people so far, husbands, friends, and other family? So I'll do just a quick Eric, yeah. like husband way closer mm. than we've ever been lost some friends which just yeah. shit happens yeah um but family's been great like, yeah they're way more on it than they are now than they were before yeah so that's good why do you think that is mm. maybe because i talk about it a little bit more okay yeah all right yeah we're a little more concerned when like i think it's because my brother gained some weight and so we're like yeah. all checking each other now we're like what are you doing yeah are you, are you following your diet? Are you following what you're supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> and Melanie's disappointment face is something that you don't ever want to see. So, Aww. you know, you just, you do what she says. <laughs> uh, my husband and I, I, I agree, way closer now. I mean, we've gone through this whole situation, not to mention all the before stuff with me being sick and bedridden. And, yeah. you know, when you get four autoimmune diseases, it's really, it's really rough on your marriage. And I feel like if we can get through that, we can get through anything. Seriously. So we ha- we have had a very stable relationship since surgery. I um, think you kind of like, if it's going to be good... You kind of have to because you have to be so honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was relying on him for everything. Mm-hmm. So I had to be honest. Yeah. And then especially like newly post-op, I didn't know what I needed. Yeah, you don't. And then it's weird when you realize it and you're like, especially with me and Eric's dynamic, I mm-hmm. don't want to tell him when I need something. Yeah. So like as because we're just goofballs, we like to give each other shit all the time. But yeah. I'm like, oh, I have to like tell you shit now yeah i have to like articulate i actually have to ask you for help damn it (laughs) i don't want to do it yeah exactly like he's on it too like when i just hurt my finger oh Mm. my god i have to pause the pot no we don't pause the podcast this is just exclusive stuff because i i really hurt my finger pretty bad um with the cut Oh, oh, right. it was that finger. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't realize she cut the shit out of her finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty bad. So I was making like an om- like my omelet thing because mm-hmm. um, it wasn't the scramble. It was uh, Gordon Ramsay's little uh, brunch thing I found. And oh, okay. Yeah, it yeah. calls for avocados. And I always hold the avocado in my hand. Mm-hmm. Normally you do anyways. And I was like cutting through, but like it was so soft. The blade went right through and mm-hmm. went right into my hand. And I felt it go. I'm like, oh. Oh, that just gave me chills. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Are we good? Are we good? And I was just bleeding everywhere. Oh. And Eric's napping. And I'm like holding my hand together and I'm like, hey, babe. And he's like, <laughs> I just cut the shit out of my finger. Like, <laughs> he kind of just like looks at me. I'm like, 
I cut my hand pretty bad and I, I don't want to like scare you, but it, it's not good. And he's like, okay, okay, come. Uh, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I looked down, he's like, oh my God, that's a lot of blood. And I was like, oh no. Oh, geez. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, like he's like, just take deep breaths, calm down. Like we cleaned it out. We put like a bunch of the triple antibacterial mm-hmm. ointment on it and then yeah. bandaged it up. And I had a big old like, like toe for a finger for a hot minute oh but yeah like i'm in a scar like so oh yeah that's what's in the, the whole point of that story is to tell you that eric's really great at taking care of people it's just he just has to know and i realized in the after the surgery i had to be like i have to tell you what i need because you have no yeah. fucking clue yeah there's no way you could know what i need right now well and like you know the example of you cutting your finger you he's taking a nap so he has no idea that you cut your finger so you literally had to voice it to yeah. him yeah which you should use in your everyday like just imagine he's taking a nap <laughs> and you have to wake him up for something <laughs> well i tell him a lot of things but you well, know no i'm just saying like in if you need to tell him something oh yes yes i think my relationship with my friends actually got better because okay. I actually got to see them. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's 100%. So, because I didn't see anybody before. God, we've done so much together now. Yeah. It's I been mean, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it. I had surgery almost a year ago now. Mm-hmm. And we see each other pretty much every Thursday. Yeah. At least once a week, sometimes twice. Yeah. Depending on what we're doing. Yeah. And I, I talk to people more. I'm on the phone more. Like. Yeah. It's just a different feeling. So I think my, my, and all my friends have been so amazing with the supportive, yeah. you know, things they say and they are rooting me on. And so I think that, um, coupled with the fact that I can now have deeper relationships with them mm-hmm. than just sitting at home saying we can't go to stuff. Oh, seriously. You yeah. know, I think that was. They can reconnect. It's a really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then family. I mean, my family's always been my family. Like, Dude, your family's pretty cool. Yes, they are. <laughs> and they, they support me no matter what, yeah. no matter what I decide to do. Oh, yeah. Ashley also wrote, how do you stay so focused? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I think, and we've kind of talked about this before. I think from the moment I made the decision that I was going to have surgery, I was all in. Yeah. yeah. And I knew that this was my way of getting my life back. And I was not going to mess it up by eating things that aren't good for me. Yeah. So I know that if I eat sugar, a lot of sugar, my body is going to react negatively. Yeah, I, I'd i agree. Because, like, mine's more, um, don't want to fail. So yeah, <clears throat> that's, yeah. like, the biggest thing. You're afraid of having people watch you fail. Yeah. I'm afraid of them, like, the people that actually said, mm-hmm. oh, hey, hope you know. But not all of you guys make it, you know, type deal. Exactly. And I want to be like, I want them to see me in five years, how I am right now, and be like, fuck you. (laughs) You're like, I made it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of where my focus comes from is like determination, like just really just, you know, flicking all the haters away. Well, (laughs) it's easy to jump back into it. Like if you do have, like the other night I had a tortilla. Yeah. I didn't let it ruin my whole next day or no. night. Like, it literally went home. I was like, I had a tortilla. Now I'm going to have an apple. Like. Yeah. I think that's the difference that's changed is, like, with your focus, it's never, it's it's quick. 
It's, it is. It's a quick turnaround. Yeah. You're like, okay, oops, I fucked up. Now we got to change the next thing. Like exactly. And it's the the immediate next food most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's huge. Like I'll wait till Monday when it's like Wednesday. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think um, I do weigh myself every day. Yeah. I don't let it affect my mood. I don't let it That's affect good. my day. Yeah. But it also keeps me focused. Well, because yeah, because you can correct it. Exactly. If like if did. I step on the sta- on the scale and it says. 147 and last week i was 143 well i know that i did something that yeah didn't sit well well and you just start thinking back okay what did i eat that week exactly. was there any outliers exactly you know yep exactly you know so. or did i just not drink enough water because that happens oh so, yeah. yeah usually when i drink all my water in a day i i lose weight because it's flushing out my whole system yeah. so it's kind of funny um it goes right into her next question is how do you deal with setbacks? And that's really and that's just, exactly what we just talked about. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you just take it one day at a time and move on. Yeah. It's literally one day because you can't be too hard on yourself. And not even one day. Like. A couple take, hours. Take a couple <laughs> hours. Yeah. And just make sure that like. So say you do eat a donut that's sitting out. Yeah. Okay. So what's making. What's stopping you from making a healthy choice for your next meal? Yeah. Like. You're the only thing stopping you. Seriously. All I have to do is be aware of it mm-hmm. and then move on. Yeah. Just be like, hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. Exactly. So, like, just own your shit. I think that's the biggest deal. Yep. So. Yep. Realize that everybody makes mistakes and it's okay if you make a mistake. Learn from it. Move on. Yeah. So, so um, Erica asked, how does looking at old photos or side-by-side photos make you feel? Amazing. It's what keeps me going. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. part of your motivation? Yep. Those yeah, photos. I would definitely say that's part of my motivation. Yeah. Um, when I pull up side-by-side photos, I don't like the before. Mm-hmm. I remember how I felt in the before, but I'm so far beyond that. Oh, yeah. That I'm okay. Like, and I'm like, I did this. Mm-hmm. I did this. So I'm going to be proud of it. So. Nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah mine, well, mine, I would say I look at it and I'm like, hell yeah, I look good. Yeah. I do look good. You do. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, crap. Like, mommy, <laughs> you look like you ate way too many donuts. Well, or bread was my thing. But it wasn't. Yeah. And so I'm just, well, I just look at her. I'm just like, you know what? We got this. Yeah. Yeah. You got, so you're, got and you're, you're still working on it. Like we said. Yeah. You're still working on it. You'll well, get there. It's, well, not even that. It's just, this is just a new me. Like, yeah. this is just it. I'm just going to be trucking along, working out, whatever works, works, yeah. whatever doesn't, doesn't. Yeah. And I'm going to randomly have my tequila shots. And <laughs> well, and live fine. your life. I got to live my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be always subject to a number, but what I can do is challenge myself. So. Well, and why would you want to deprive yourself, I guess, of everything for the rest of your life? Yeah. Like, if you go to a Mexican restaurant and you have a chip... What is that? I mean, that's nothing. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah. if you're eating, if you're putting down a whole basket of chips, you may need to reevaluate where you're at. Yeah. She you even know. says, uh, does the person you see in old photos change the feelings or experiences that you had? I don't know. That's kind of an interesting question. Yeah. I would say if the feelings part, like, I get like... I think I try to think back of how I felt during that time frame. Like, Same was here. I, was yep. I happy? Was I not happy? Was I confident? Mm-hmm. Was I, why was I eating? Like, was there something going on that I just wasn't seeing that everybody mm-hmm. else saw? Like, what? I think I just questioned it more. Yeah, like trying to figure out how like, I felt back then. But. Yeah, trying to dissect yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I I knew exactly how I felt. 
and it was awful. Yeah. And yeah. so I think the only feelings that I get is, thank God I'm not there anymore. Yeah, seriously. So I'm very thankful for where I'm at. So you should be. You I really mean, should be. Though I mean, yeah, if I could do one word, I think it would be thankful that I'm here and not there. Aw, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I think she has another question. Okay. Okay. Is there any type of identity crisis felt as your body goes through such a dramatic change? Yes. Yes. Sometimes you don't know who you are anymore. At least mm-hmm. that's I felt that. Yeah. I don't know if you've been there, if you're there yet. Um, um I think but. I know I'm I'm just becoming a better version of myself. Yeah. In in my brain. But I definitely think I think you know, if you if you listen to the episode Body Dysmorphia, mm-hmm. that's gonna kind of go into more of that how we felt and how we feel about well and not only body dysmorphia but mind over body yeah mind over body will be helpful i think both of those episodes coupled together are going to kind of really answer that question yeah um because you do i mean you don't know like sometimes when i look down at my body i'm like whose body is this because this can't be mine no it feels it's kind of crazy and then on the other hand you still feel like you're the same weight that you were before so your mind is just battling itself twenty four seven. Well, and I think for me, like, so I started this because my goal was I I do not want to be this heavy when I turned thirty. Yes. That was my goal. Yep. So I started the process, um, like late no early twenty seven. I want I'd like to say got my surgery done, cool. and then I went to Mexico on my thirtieth birthday. Yep. But I do feel like. Because of your late, I think when you're late 20s to the early 30s, you grow a lot as a person. Yeah, you do. And I had a lot of things changing during that time Mm -hmm. frame because, like, my father died. Mm. I did the surgery, went back to school, and started smoking weed. So that's, like, a lot. (laughs) A lot was happening. I love that you put smoking weed on there. I feel like it's important because it it helps you kind of chill out Mm. and it mellowed everything. And made me be able to like open, like calm down and think of everything like holistically. Yeah. Um, and way more logically. Okay. So, and then I think the schooling really helped with that too, because I was able to focus in and really like learn about other people's backgrounds and stuff. So, well, and it was all positive. It was all positive. And so mm-hmm. I just think like there's been so much that's changed mm-hmm. um, be- between now and then. And I just don't know if it's just the weight loss surgery. I can't say that. Yeah. So, but I do feel happy and. Awesome. That you are more confident to become the real you. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I like it. So Elizabeth, also from Facebook, yep. asked us, what kind of rules did you stick to afterwards? Which ones were the hardest? And I would say just, I mean, I would say the carb thing, but really it was not that hard for me. Alcohol. Was um, Alcohol was hard for you? It wasn't hard. It was just the fact that like... That's the one I stick to, like, the, the most. I was like, mm, no no okay. carbonation, I guess. That's okay. what it was. Like, no carbs. Or no, carbonation. No carbonation drinks. No beer. No, because mm-hmm. I like beer. So mm-hmm. that's the one I stick really hard to. That you just don't go there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I realized after you go for so long of no alcohol, you don't want it anymore. Because then you realize, I want to wake up with a hangover. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You don't, you don't have a hangover. And for me, like, I just don't. I don't see the point anymore. No. Like, yes, once in a while I miss that glass of wine that I used to Mm -hmm. have when I was taking a bath or just relaxing, but not enough to like, because I'm coming up on my year. Right. And so technically I could have a drink. Right. 
but I, there's nothing that is like saying go take a drink yeah, like i'm like eh, that's fine that's great too because like i didn't start really actually drinking until like year three or four okay so, and that was just like a glass of wine. I was just trying wines. Remember mm, when we... That's right. We just figure out wines yeah. for a while. And then now just do tequila shots. So, so I think the... Yeah, there wasn't... There wasn't like a lot of the rules that were super hard for me. Mm-mm. No, I think... Because I'm trying to think like nothing was really ha- actually hard. Um, it was just the mental part. So it, was it was the mental. Like yeah. I, It was just like, oh yeah, I just can't have that anymore. Like it doesn't... Hurt. And it hurts. Literally, all I said was, "I just don't eat that anymore." Mm-hmm. And even my nieces now, like, don't ask me, like, "Oh, you have this? You're gonna have some ice cream?" And I'm like, mm, "I can't, baby." And they're like, "Because the doctor says no." And yeah. I was like, "Yep, the doctor says no." So my hardest would be the uh, having to explain. Um, I'd be like, "That's the hardest thing for me. I don't want to explain to you." Yeah, and for me, it doesn't bother me. Mm-mm. I'll explain it. I don't you, know why it does bother me. Well, like. We'll go into, does. well, because you didn't share things for a long time, so you didn't have to explain it. Well, I just don't like the fact because I'll, because I eat slow, mm. you know, like people were just like questioning it, like what's going on, or if I like only want like the kids' sides of something, they're like, why? How come? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't even fucking explain to you my food habits. Yep, like, what are we exactly. doing here? Exactly. So that's, so that's really my mean, what I mean by explanations. Okay. Yeah. Be, but because you want a smaller portion, it's questioned. Yeah. And which it shouldn't even yeah. be that way. Yeah. Don't question my food habits. Yeah. yeah. When we go into um, Taco Del Mar, because I get their fish tacos, but without the tortillas, mm-hmm. and I get it on a bed of cabbage. It's delicious. I love it. Every single time we go into order, the guy's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> he knows now. So Because I'm the only person apparently on the face of the earth that orders them with no tortillas on yeah. a bed of, bed of cabbage. Well, yeah, because when I was ordering it for you, um, she's like, no pico? And I was like, no pico. And she's like, you sure? And I was like, doesn't say it. We're not going to put it on there. It's cabbage and fish. Uh, yep. And it's, then there's sauce, right? Yeah, it's literally cabbage, fish, cheese, sauce. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. I'm getting some veggies in there. <laughs> So it's fine. There you go. And they're delicious. So the best restaurants that offer choices for afterwards. I would say Mexican. Yeah. Would be our my top. Yeah, any Asian food. And Asian. Yep. See, I have a Asian doesn't sit real well. No. So like I the idea of Chinese always feels good or always sounds good. Yeah. But then I eat it and I immediately regret it. Oh. Because I'm just like, nah, it's just it kind of sticks. Over my chest. And oh, really? Yeah, it's just, it never settles real great. Okay. Um, So I would go more with the Mexican side. I bet because there's more veggies that you get full faster. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah, because I usually get the egg foo young, which mm-hmm. is not the healthiest for you, but... Or you know. maybe you should change up your order, Kelly. Oh, I have. Yeah. I've ordered like six different things and every single time. I do some Japanese restaurants. They're pretty good. I don't think I've ever been to a Japanese restaurant. That okay, may need to happen. You, so. Yeah, that may need to happen. So that needs to happen. Yeah, Kelly, like, I would come love on to. Listeners, how has she not gone to? <laughs> you love it because you... I'm stuck in my ways, and I like what I like. And oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're only 33, so let's not be the old like <laughs> the old year woman. Old. Yeah, that's like um, no, not gonna go here. No, I will definitely try it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> um, we'll do a review. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Exclusive content. Look for the review. 
Oh, so um, patreon.com forward slash OSLP. So which part of the process was the hardest for you and how did it overcome it? I would say that the hardest was the liquid diet. Okay. All right. So uh, one of the last ones that I'm going to go over is uh, what kind of plateaus did you have and how did you handle them? Um, so I would plateau. I plateaued a couple of times. Yeah. So, but the very first one, it, I thought it was going to be like harder mentally than mm -hmm. it actually was mm -hmm. because I, it happened where I was the same weight for like three weeks. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is really annoying. Like, okay, I'm just going to make sure like, let's give myself a whole full month, you know? Yeah. And then the next week I dropped like two pounds and I was like, mm -hmm. there we go. There yeah. we go. It's there. I just, I needed to correct it. Yeah. Um, This last plateau has been frustrating. This yeah. is the one that I'm on right now. Yeah. And what's... How long has it been? This been like months. Mm. So it's just like I go up and down. I'm yeah. pretty much like going up three pounds, go down three pounds, go up three yep. pounds, go down three pounds. So I'm like, when I get those down three, I'm like, yeah, I'm making some headway again. And then it goes back up. And it goes back up. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. So I'm like trying to make sure I drink all the water. Mm. I'm like paying attention way more to my protein. Yep. Um, and that's when I noticed that the weight does like the, the scale drops a little bit. When you drink all your protein drink, or eat all your protein. Eat all my protein and drink all my water. So yep. I'm just like, okay, I, I don't know why this is so hard right now. Mm -hmm. I did this for a long time. Yep. I can do this again. This is, I yeah. need to stop acting stupid, <laughs> you know? And just, I mean, they're legitimate feelings though. Yeah. Like it's hard when you see the scale, the number on the scale not move when you're doing everything correctly. Right. And I think that's where people fall off of diets and workout plans and all of that is when you don't see the scale move. It's very discouraging. I was going to point to the fact of what's, what's kind of hurt me a little bit is those videos. So I don't, I don't want to watch any more videos of myself. Oh, yeah, got it. Yeah. That's been messing with me. Mm. So because I was like, man, I thought that I liked a lot a little actually better than that. So that's not fun. Yeah, um, don't and, watch them. And so that was very frustrating because I'm just like nitpicking everything. So like, there's no point. Mm -hmm. You can just tell me if I need to edit something or yeah, if like, we no, need to I'm like good. redo it. Yep, we're so good. I'm going to put all that in your hands. And so she's I don't talking do about it. our exclusive content videos. Yeah. So this is, this is like right now mm -hmm. that she's seeing this. Um, and I mean, I think it's hard for anybody to watch themselves. And like, because I look at myself and I'm like, oh, you've got a double chin. What? Why didn't you pull up your pants so your flub didn't hang yeah. out? Like, all of those thoughts are going through my head right. the same way they are you. But I look at you and I'm like, she looks great. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, I just need to, I just want to know what I really look like because I don't think I'm seeing it. No. And I think that goes back to the body dysmorphia. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, you know, I don't need to look at that because I'm obviously seeing something that might not even be there. No, it's not. So mm. I'm just going to roll with it. Well, and I think that's a very healthy decision to make. To yeah. be like, instead of obsessing, 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 you just don't watch it. You're just not going to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -mm. I think it's very healthy. I'm, jo I'm Johnny Depping this. So. <laughs> but he, does. <laughs> he doesn't watch what he acts in, right? No, yeah, not at all. He doesn't watch any of his stuff. There's mm -hmm. no no playback, no nothing. He, he has just, no idea how good he is. Yeah, he just uh, follows the direction and that's it. <laughs> so that's well, pretty cool. Then pull a Johnny Depp. Yeah. Well, it was, works for um, him. So <laughs> have you hit a stall? I, or a plateau, I would I've say. hit a couple plateaus, but really they were like a week, week and a half. Yeah, nothing crazy. Really, it was not. So then I don't think you've plateaued then yet. I think it's like a plateau. It's like a few weeks, right? I would be yeah, considered. Yeah, so I call, I, it's hard because plateau and stall mm -hmm. could kind of make, mean the same thing to some people. Yeah. So a plateau is when you have hit your goal weight or where your body thinks you should be at. 
you're sitting, your body sits at 150 for the next three months. Okay, like, yeah. That's where your body wants to be. That's a plateau. A stall is when you have like three weeks of no weight loss. Of no weight loss. But then the next week you drop some. Okay. So I call them stalls. That's just my description of them. Like in <laughs> my fine. own head, that's what I think when I think those two words. So I think I definitely had stalls. Mm-hmm. I think I'm hitting a plateau. Okay. Um, I'm sitting at 143.9 right now. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um, and I and it keeps going back and forth. So it'll hit 143.9 and then it'll jump up, up to 147 and then it'll go back down to 143. So I keep going back and forth. I think this is honestly where I'm going to sit. Probably. It's trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I like where I'm at physically, mentally. I'm working on it. Um, it's always a work in progress. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, just kind of focusing on your non-scout victories, kind of pushing yourself and being like, this isn't going to end, end here. I'm going to do everything I can. And if you do have a cookie or a brownie or whatever, just saying, okay, I it, I had it. It's done. Yeah, I say challenge yourself. Just pick something. Yeah, or challenge try, yourself. That's try a good something. one. Yeah, yeah, try something that you've never done before. Yeah, go do something you haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Or if you're feeling like, I know a lot of the times when I'm sitting at the house, I'm like, mm, I could have some cashews right now. But then I'm like, do I really need cashews right now? Probably not, because I just had cashews an hour ago. <laughs> so th- those instances, I'm like, oh, well, I could go out and take a walk. Yeah. Or I could drink a cup of tea or, you know, so maybe come up with something that's a little, that's not food related. Right. That's the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. It needs to be removed. Yeah. Yeah. I def- definitely agree with that. Was so there was, more to that question? No, that was it. Okay. What's yours? So I have one from Melissa. She was asking what our views on plastic surgery after weight loss would be. Okay. And we are actually going to have an episode about it, and we're going to have a guest on that has had plastic surgery um, next season. So that'll be really interesting. But my views are, if it makes you happy, do it. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. I I personally, I'm not going to have any plastic surgery because I don't really see the point. Because I'm kind of happy with where I'm at. I mean, maybe get new boobs. <laughs> that might be nice. But you're not against it. Like, but I'm not against yeah. it. And I'm not like totally like yeah. I'm getting new boobs when I'm done. Because right. I just don't like right now I just there's more things that I could do than get plastic surgery. Right. But I know some people it's very, very important that they get well, it. And I hear some people actually don't. They're like they're kind of mean about it if, mm. this, if the people wanted to like why like just be happy with, with the body that you got and stuff like yeah. that and my counter because i kind of want to yeah i've talked about it for a long time yeah, i just ha- don't know yeah i have to do some more research going back and forth yeah. yeah going back and forth on it but um it's because i'm like i now know what i should be doing mm. and i would like the body that i should have had mm. now that i've made the changes you want to reward yourself yeah for so like, working hard like this is what it should look like mm-hmm. so Guess what? If you put the work in, this is what it should look like. And that's kind of what I want. Well, and I don't think there's anything wrong if you have surgery or if you don't have surgery. Right. Like, either way, it is a personal preference. And I think as long as you're doing the research on your surgeon, making sure that you're going to an office that is reputable and has good reviews. I know sometimes online it can kind of get fishy because offices will sometimes post positive reviews oh like the false positives kind of yeah and then delete negative reviews so maybe just keep an i know right um i actually know somebody that that happened to they were in 
like literally watching them disappear. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I mean, what a shitty person to do yeah. that. But um, I would just say do as much research as you can. Yeah. Because like the one that I have looked at a lot, like the, you get to go in to do a full tour, which we're going to go which to. I like. it's yes, a new we're going to do it. So maybe we will record parts of it. We'll have to ask that them, we can. Yeah. I mean, at least that's like going in and coming out and kind yeah. of telling us, telling you kind of what we think about it. Um, that might be good coming be good. from two people that we don't. I mean, we don't have experience with plastic surgery no. at all. So that'd be perfect. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. That way, we have more information we can yeah. give out. Let us know if that sounds like something you guys like to see. Yeah. So, um, and then the other uh, part of the question from Melissa is actually sleeping better after weight loss. So I sleep. So much better. So much better. I mean, I get up at three o'clock in the morning. Don't get me wrong. But she's the, a freak. I am a freak. <laughs> I do I do my best work at three to four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um, but it's been like six months now. So I think that's kind of my schedule. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I think I sleep way better and uh, my sleep apnea is pretty much gone. So nice. I mean, that is a huge benefit from getting yeah. the surgery is that you your sleep apnea pretty much disappears for the most part. So, yeah. um, I mean, some, that's not going to be with everybody. But the majority. The majority yeah. of the people, it is, it is weight-based, and that's why you have. Yeah. I just have deeper sleep now. Do you? I sleep way, much, way, way better. So you don't wake up for anything? Oh, no, no, I do. <laughs> I just, like, I get... You just hit that REM. Yeah, I hit, okay. like, sleep quicker. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, like, my brain isn't... I didn't realize this is what was happening until afterwards. Like, um, before surgery, I would be, like, rampant in my brain after, like, oh. all the time. I couldn't go to sleep, couldn't go to sleep. Oh. And then I would just, like, contemplate everything that happened all day. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, like, it kind of stopped. Mm. It was kind of weird. You just kind of were settled? Yeah, it was, like, calm. Huh. And now I'm like, I can go to sleep in five minutes. That's so funny. Uh, the nights that they can't, like, because that still kind of happens every once in a while, you know, because you get anxiety and, yeah. like, shit that has, a, like, a horrible day. Yeah, you know, you start, exactly. You start role playing. Exactly. Um, but I'll just do, like, the deep uh, the deep breaths and I'll start counting. And then normally I'm, like, asleep within, like, five to ten minutes. So. That's awesome. But, yeah, like, I think it's because of, like, the no sugar. Like, all that mm. stuff is kind of, like, out of my system. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can just, like chill quicker oh yeah i would definitely agree with that i think my sleep was way better when i was like on my liquid diet where there was no sugar there wasn't like everything was out of my system yeah now i think i mean i definitely sleep better but i think i can definitely like when i bring in just a little bit too much sugar or a little bit too many carbs i can definitely feel it with my sleep Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy yeah but definitely it gets better so, all right. Well, that's all of our questions today. That's everything. Oh my God, we're done. Yeah. This is insane. Season one, completely done. And we are excited to hear what you guys think about yeah, the whole thank season. Thank you guys for just tuning in to us yeah. and listening. And hopefully, we have some comments and some more questions we can yeah. go over for you. And, and we will definitely have exclusive content on patreon.com forward slash OSLP. Yeah. Yeah. I got to write that here. Yeah. yeah five. Five. Um, <laughs> and then. We also will be updating our Instagram, Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter. Um, And just thank you for going along on this ride with us. And we will be back for season two. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Um, So let's do it again and I'll record it this time. Oh, yeah.
Hey listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Eric Vaughn for our music, Nick Dukes for our graphic and web designs, and of course, the most amazing producer in the world, Marcus with Juniper Productions. Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Life, a podcast for patients by patients.